With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's only one thing to complete the morning, and that's go to Birmingham to talk to Hueytown, Alabama's favorite son, and that's Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. Good morning, Lynn. How are you? Hey, Nick. Doing great. Uh, it's a cool morning up here. I don't know what y'all's temperatures are, but we, uh, I, uh, I ended up uh, got got through my editing stuff for a little little a little bit after two a.m. Uh, during the night, and went out, stepped outside, and it was forty, uh, I think forty-eight degrees or forty-six degrees or something like that. So, nice crisp, uh, nice crisp morning. Doesn't feel like it's heading into the summer. But uh, hey, man, a lot, lot going on with uh, with the baseball uh, season winding down, the softball season winding down, the NFL draft has been held since we last were on this show. Um, so a lot going on. Before we start, I want to give a congratulations. We get, Rookie, we got any far, Florida Gator fans in our audience, our listening audience? Probably two. All right. Well, then I'm going to tell both of them a congratulations on something they may not know. Florida plays, if I'm correct, they play today for the lacrosse championship. Now, you're thinking, I didn't know they have a lacrosse team. And I suspect most Florida fans don't know they have a lacrosse team. Florida is playing today for their third consecutive Big East Conference lacrosse, women's lacrosse championship. And they're playing in the championship game against the University of Denver. So Florida and Denver, yes, the Denver, like in Colorado where you go snow skiing, Florida and Denver are playing for the championship of the Big East Lacrosse Tournament. And I was sent this as a legit press release last night and got my son to go in and pull up and get so. I have not made a phone call to make sure this isn't somebody giving me a late April Fool's joke, but I didn't even know that any SEC team had a women's lacrosse team. I sure as heck didn't know that Florida was a championship level. I think this is released that they're right number four in the country. And um, and, and this will be, if they win it, according to this release, it will be their third consecutive Big East lacrosse championship. And I guess Denver's in it because they're in the eastern part of Colorado. I don't know. So anyhow, for what it's worth, there's you the, the – the piece of sports news for the Nick Brown show on uh, on this Saturday morning, unless somebody sent me something as a joke and I haven't had time at 2 a.m. to verify it, um, there's your little uh, piece of uh, sports activity that I bet very few people in this audience has ever heard of. Well, I think that that may be the first time in the over almost 10-year relationship that I've had with you that we've mentioned lacrosse. And I know it's the first time in the history of the Nick Brown show that lacrosse has been mentioned so, therefore, congratulations on bringing lacrosse. And we just covered all. Would you like to pick the Kentucky Derby? No, I don't know. I mean, I, that's that, 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 I saw that horse that won the Arkansas Derby is the one that's the favorite. That's, that's all I know about it. I'd love to go to that. But unless they move it to, the, to some other time of the year or we quit doing football magazines, that's, that's one sporting event I know I will never attend. 
because it's always on a Saturday when we're producing football magazines. Okay, so what are we producing today? What, what? Uh, The na- National College. The National College goes to press uh, by, by late today. Uh, it's, it goes, on the, it goes to, the, to the press itself tomorrow, so we've got to get it to the printer uh, today. Uh, theoretically, we have had occasions, Nick, when different things have come up, and we weren't able. This magazine's over 200 pages, and it's one of the biggest ones we do. And, um, and so we have had times when, when glitches caused us to have to go into Sunday, but as long as we send the overwhelming majority of the magazine to the printer, then they can go ahead and start running, because we run hundreds of thousands of copies of this magazine. So they, uh, they would be able to go ahead and get the press going, and we could get the rest of it up there. But uh, theoretically, ideally, uh, that magazine will be totally sent to the printer by the end of the day today. Absolutely incredible. Talk to Lynn Scarborough from Liddy's Magazine in beautiful, crisp Birmingham, Alabama. And maybe that was just a way of saying, hey, it, it inspires you. You know you're working on a magazine for the fall, so it does feel like fall in Birmingham today. Absolutely, it does. Yep, it really does. Well, let's let's talk about it because now we, we can talk a little bit about it. Those will be making their way by uh, what when they'll make their way to newsstands. Let's talk about the uh, – the order of finish. Are you ready to talk about that, or you want to move? You want to you want to yeah, wait we, for that? We, we can no. We can we can we can cover that a little bit, or, or if you want to do baseball, softball first, and come over, come back over to football. I don't I don't care. Whatever you want to do. All right. Let's let's start with uh, a little bit of baseball because uh, I, I'm looking at a lot of the games, and this is a big weekend in uh, in baseball. You're looking at uh, and first of all that series between and the Donut Man is here today, so he came in because he heard you bring his name up last weekend, so we removed him off of suspension. But he, he may be back on suspension uh, after today. But uh, Mississippi State and Texas A&M, what a series! Yeah, and that's you know, and that's a significant series. That's a you know, that's a that's a very important uh, a very important series, as as most of them are uh, right now. And you know, the uh, what what the deal is that, that teams now don't need to get swept. Uh, you're you're at a place now that with the, with the league being so closely bunched together. I pulled down the, the I, I went in and pulled the standings off uh, probably five minutes before y'all called me, just to, so I have the latest in front of me. The all right, Auburn Auburn today, this to show you how much things can change. Auburn today sits alone at number one. So if the seedings was done today, Auburn would be the regular season champion and would be the number one team. But that's only because they've only lost seven games. Mississippi State, Arkansas, Florida, and Kentucky have all lost eight games. Texas A&M and LSU have lost nine games. Auburn's got to play a doubleheader today because their game was rained out with Alabama last night. Let Auburn get swept in that doubleheader today, which probably isn't likely, but it certainly could happen, and let any of those other teams that I mentioned win today, and Auburn goes from being alone in first place in the conference to fifth. And that's how that's how close things are, are uh, tied together. Um, like I say, state, state does not need for Texas A&M to win two more ball games. Uh, because they go from from being tied in, in first place uh, earlier to they could go down to fifth or sixth. Well, they they only played Texas A and M today. They played Thursday and lost, and then won Friday, and then they play today. All right, so today's the today's the rubber match. That's yes. right. Okay. Well, that was the best thing that could have happened. They, they were not, of course, not from state standpoint because it'd been good for them to win it all. But you don't need to get swept. So the fact that they're already one and one, that means somebody's going to win the rubber match today. If if Mississippi State wins it. Then they got a two-game lead on on A and M. If A and M wins it, then they pull tied with Mississippi State. And you, again, you got the same situation with. Now here's where it's starting to to have an impact, Nick. We talk about it a lot during the year. The Arkansas Tennessee series. 
Uh, that's, that thing's been snake bit uh, since he threw the first pitch out on Thursday night. Uh, that's on, they've only played an inning and a half at the one to nothing ball game. Well, this has an effect on both teams on opposite ends. They've already said they're going to play. They're going to try to get in the first game this morning, uh, starting not long after we get off the air here, and then play the second game this afternoon. They've gone ahead and canceled that third ball game. So now they're not going to be playing the game on on uh, Sunday, which I think they should. Of course, they didn't call, and that's my opinion. But the Thursday, Friday, Saturday games, they're not letting it extend to Sunday. I think this is an unusual okay, circumstance. Okay, right. why, why are they doing that? I mean, that's I mean, a great question, isn't it? That's, I'd love for them to say. Uh, I suspect they would say it's an, it's an e- effort to be for fairness because if the other teams can only have three days in which to get in a series, then – are they willing to allow other teams to have four days to get in a series? Now, that's the only logic I can think to it, because if if this was if today was Sunday, I could understand it. But uh, they could ask Arkansas to stay over another night in Knoxville and get that third game in tomorrow afternoon. And the reason it's so significant is on the tail end of this thing, it's 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 really a three-team race to see who's not going to get to go. Well, Alabama is close to being out of it. They're, they're four games behind. But let's say Alabama wins a doubleheader today and Tennessee loses a doubleheader today, which certainly could happen. Then all of a sudden, they're two games behind with six games left. So Alabama could still sneak in this thing. And since, as we talked before, it's done by percentage. That's right. Well, Tennessee already knows that they're getting ready to, to lose a ball game. And Arkansas, on the other end, trying to improve their seeding. Arkansas is one game out of first place. I mean, they've lost eight games and Auburn's lost seven. Well, they're getting ready to only be able to play two ball games this weekend instead of three. So uh, it could help Arkansas or hurt them. Uh, and every one, of, every one of these things could help or hurt because if you could look in the crystal ball and see that you were going to lose, then you'd say, heck, yeah, let's rain this thing out. But if you knew you were going to win, you'd say, heck, yeah, let's make sure that we played if we've got to uh, you know, be on the pitcher's mound under an umbrella. So... Um, it's really getting critical now, the fact, particularly with, with Tennessee and Georgia. You know, Georgia, Georgia won last night. Uh, that pulls Kentucky back into the pack and, um, and, and then uh, puts them in a position now to be tied with Tennessee. And, um, and, and Tennessee already knows they're only going to play two games this weekend. And, and Georgia's got two more shots. Let's say, Kentucky, let's say Tennessee wins its ball games, wins them both. They go to 8-14. and 14. Well, if Georgia wins, that, wins the uh, – the other two games in that series, then they pulled up. Uh, they'd be, I, I guess, eight and sixteen. Um, and the fact that Tennessee had lost that game, you know, Tennessee lost an earlier game. Was it Alabama? I don't know. They lost the game against somebody. And so this is this is a situation where Tennessee now is going to end up being two games short. I believe. I'm well, not sure. I'm not sure. I'm right on that. I don't have the numbers in front of me because there have been two or three. There have been, there have been a couple of games already that have been lost. And in softball, also same situation, Nick. There's been games that have been lost in softball. And, uh, and it looks like we got a real chance that uh, this percentage thing could end up having an impact. I hope it doesn't. But it uh, looks like the percentage thing could have an impact on baseball and softball at, uh, when you come down to the end of the year proceeding. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to be honest with you. We've got a little breakfast baseball because right now Tennessee, they're playing right now. Tennessee is up 3-1 to one in the bottom of the fourth. On All right, so they did come back because they were down one to nothing, I think. Oh, well, good. I'm glad to get it in. Hey, if you're looking at it on TV, what's the weather look like? Is it, is it clear like they can get the doubleheader in? I think they're going to get the doubleheader in, but Dave Van Horn does have a, uh, a hoodie on, so he's, uh, so it's a little cool up in uh, Knoxville. Yeah up in, the, yeah, up in the mountains. If it's, uh, if it's uh, 50 degrees in Birmingham, up in the mountains there, it's got uh, to be a chilly day to be playing baseball. Well, good. I'm glad, they've, uh, 
I'm glad they've done that. Hey, and, and good for Tennessee uh, because with Georgia winning last night, if, if Tennessee holds on and wins this game, then they're back to having one one more victory than uh, than Georgia does. Now, Georgia's in bad shape though uh, overall. Their baseball program it, it's a it's a shame, and I don't know if we got Georgia fans in the audience, but they were officially eliminated last night from the uh, from the SEC softball tournament. So Georgia now, but but here's the, the deal: if Georgia could could win still those last two games in this in the series this weekend, uh, their RPI is high enough that they could they could totally miss the uh, the SEC tournament. And right now they've only won four games. They're four, like four and eighteen, I think. And if they could, if they could win uh, the the other two ball games, they could end up only being six and eighteen. And their RPI is good enough that they could actually make the NCAA tournament, not winning but one fourth of their conference ball games. There were I, I was looking on TV last night uh, when I got back in here late from the uh, from the office, and uh, and they were projecting that that even. With, with that being the situation for Georgia, with Missouri uh, only have won six games, they're, they're in danger of only finishing right at uh, 500. Uh, and, uh, and Arkansas helped this position uh, by, by winning. But you could end up with all 13 SEC teams being in, the, uh, being in the NCAA tournament. It happened one time before. The Pac-10, the Pac when I think they were, actually were 10, um, got all 10 of their teams in the tournament. And that's only happened once, and that was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. So this would be the most teams anybody ever had in the tournament, and only the second time that 100% of a, a conference's teams got in the tournament, and uh, and certainly more difficult to get 13 in than getting a smaller number in. Well, if that is the case, then we might look for the Vanderbilt Lady Commodores to add softball. Hey, why not? <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't understand why I don't have it anyway. But I mean, if Florida can can win the Big East Lacrosse Championship, uh, Vanderbilt ought to be able to field a softball team. Yeah, it's interesting. And talking to Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine, and we're talking college baseball, college softball, and we'll even talk a little football here in a minute. But it was interesting because I went back, and I know that you don't follow message boards. You're you're an old school guy. Uh, fried green tomatoes. When uh, next time I take you to lunch, it will be my treat in Birmingham. I'm, I'm glad this is recorded. Yeah, there you go. That's right. We may have to lose this tape, but it's going to be my treat. I'm writing it down, too, for you there, Thank you, thank you Donut Man. I need to help, buddy. <laughs> now, uh, I went back, and I perused the old message boards uh, a year ago. What a difference a year makes. I went back to the Auburn Tiger message boards from a year ago, because that stuff, once it's there, it's on the Internet. It's there forever. Right. Butch Thompson's not going to make it. He's just too soft. He's a good guy. But he's not a good fit for the program. <laughs> and well, I went through, boy, how wrong can people be? I, I, if, you, if you're much better fit, um, I, I, can't, uh, I can't conceive of how that, how that could have been. Since you're sitting there ranked number four or number five in the country in the, in the polls and got, and got the biggest turnaround in, in the whole country in college baseball. I mean, you're talking about a team, them in Arkansas. The, uh, right now, total, total wins in the league. Um, Arkansas has won 34. That's the most in the league. Texas A&M's won 34. Uh, Florida's won 33. Auburn's won 32. So the the two teams last year that couldn't even go to the tournament are sitting there with 34 and 32 wins. Um, and and they uh, like Auburn's ranked number four, number five, and Arkansas's in the top 15. I mean, what uh, what what more could somebody do? I mean, they got the, the arguably the the biggest turnarounds in in all of college baseball. 
And what is what is ironic about it, I'm going to go to the two teams that are playing uh, today. They'll play a doubleheader today on the Plains, and that is uh, Alabama and Auburn, of course. Familiar with uh, Alabama's head baseball coach, uh, Greg Golf, coached at Louisiana Tech. And they go to the message boards. Good coach. Not sure if he's fit for the program. Not the right guy for the program. But you look at Alabama, 2-19 and in the toughest league uh, in the land, and they've lost uh, 13 games by one run. And they're doing that in Tuscaloosa with 16 scholarship players due to injuries, playing a lot of walk-ons. So uh, still, uh, although two and 19 and 15 and 29 overall, very competitive team uh, at Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm telling you, people in the audience, don't don't be surprised if Alabama goes to Auburn and wins that series. I mean, it would not surprise me at all. Uh, both teams obviously have have a lot to play for. Uh, if Alabama loses the series at Auburn this weekend, realistically, if they lose the series at Auburn this weekend, they're not going to make the tournament. I mean, this is, this is Alabama's last hurrah to have any chance to be able to get in the tournament, uh, maybe not mathematically, but realistically. Auburn, on the other hand, uh, they're, they're playing for, you know, you've got, you've got three, three teams right now, the way it's looking, um, that, and maybe, maybe four if Mississippi State uh, gets, it, gets it, you know, together and keeps it. Um, I saw a projection last night looking at teams that would be potentially ranked high enough to have super regionals, which means you've got to be in the top eight. And Florida, uh, Kentucky, and Auburn were the three that were listed. Well, those three teams are playing for position. All of those teams know they're going to make the tournament. And unless they lose all the rest of their series, they're probably going to host a regional. But the, the big prize is to be among the top eight and be able, if you win, to host a super regional, which really increases your chances of being able to go to the College World Series and, and you've probably got half a dozen SEC teams, I guess, if they got hot enough that they could get up that high. But Florida, Kentucky, and Auburn have got themselves in a position now that uh, they could take. The only team that controls its own destiny is Auburn. They've only got seven losses, and other teams have eight losses. So, obviously, I'm, you know, Hueytown, uh, Alabama people aren't math geniuses, but I can figure out that if you've got one less loss than the other guys, you're going to be in first place. And Auburn right now, having a one-game lead on the league, they control their own destiny. If they won, if they, they got nine more conference games, if they won them all, it doesn't matter if everybody else wins them all, they're still going to be seated number one. Um, but you've got, you're going to have some teams as this thing evolves, because Auburn's not going to win them all. I don't know that they're going to win this tournament, this series against Alabama. Uh, and it's going to change almost on a daily basis, Nick, to where one team or another is going to be, it's so fluid because all of them are so closely bunched together that it's going to be moving as to, you know, maybe if Mississippi State wins today and Auburn loses the doubleheader, then all of a sudden State's sitting back up at the top. Because uh, Arkansas is going to lose a ball game because we already know they're not going to play it on Sunday. So the percentage gets in there. So very easily Mississippi State could be sitting back on the top of the West uh, at the end of the day on Sunday. But if you're, if, you're, if you're Georgia, if you're Georgia, you really want Tennessee to play that game. Uh, you want Arkansas and Tennessee to play that third game because – you look at Georgia's schedule. They got the victory over Kentucky, 5-3. to three. And what we're talking about, Lynn, is that last spot in the conference tournament. That's right. Alabama's not mathematically out of it, but they basically it's just between Georgia and Tennessee for the last spot. We'll just Probably. say Alabama's out of it. Yes. Well, you look at if you're, a, if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan, you've got two more with Kentucky. Then you've got Mississippi State at home. Then you've got South Carolina on the road. So you definitely – I mean, you're looking at Tennessee could get very well get that last spot because their percentage is better because they're not playing but two games uh, at Arkansas. That's right. If you if you assume if if you assume that of course they're playing it in Knoxville, right? 
That's correct. Yeah, okay. If you assume that Tennessee is going to win, sure. But, you know, Georgia, Georgia needs Tennessee to, to get a couple more losses. Um, and, of course, Georgia needs to win. It's going to be a tough nut. Uh, Kentucky's a very, very good team. The fact that Georgia beat them is certainly a surprise. And then Mississippi State's playing well, and, and South Carolina's a, you know, one of the traditional conference powers. And, and, and all of those teams are doing good enough that they're, you know, they're playing for position in the SEC tournament and, and in seeding. It's going to be very, very difficult for Georgia to be able to get, to get there. They need, they need Tennessee to lose some games. Who does, who does Tennessee play, Nick? I don't have it in front of me. Who, who are their uh, – well, well, I do because I knew that's where we were going next. And obviously they've got the here, – here's the thing about Tennessee if you're a Vol fan. You caught a break because you had already had one game suspended with uh, Vanderbilt that you didn't get to play, right? And that was on uh, April Sunday, April the thirtieth. Yeah, I thought and, I remember they had missed one. And they have been trying to play this series uh, with Arkansas since Thursday night. All the rain that swept through, uh, uh, all the rain, and, and but you look at if you're Tennessee, you've got Kentucky, and then you've got Missouri. Well, Missouri is on a downward spiral. They're so, playing in Missouri. Uh, no, they will host Missouri. They got oh, they, they travel, host Missouri. travel to Lexington and host Missouri. Okay, well, yeah, see, Missouri, Missouri's uh, got fourteen losses just like Tennessee does. So theoretically, if if Georgia started winning, Missouri could be fighting to uh, to uh, keep a position in the SEC tournament. You talk about a collapse now for Missouri. Uh, did, didn't they lose their very first ball game and then win like seventeen or eighteen in a row? They were the hottest team in the country at one point. Uh, at one at one point, but it's been a downward spiral, and uh, it's going to be interesting. And I jinxed it when I said, you know what, we're unfortunate you don't have percentages are going to come into play. But I believe that percentages are going to come into play for that last that coveted last spot. I'll go ahead and write off Alabama at this point. But then you look at it. Then I got to turn around. South Carolina with a big victory over LSU last night in Baton Rouge. Yeah, see, and, and LSU, uh, you know, and again, you're playing playing for position. Well, somebody. Uh, it's very unlikely that LSU is, is going to get a bye. I mean, they could do well enough. It could fall that they would, but they're probably not going to finish in the top four. I wouldn't want to play LSU. I mean, they're the traditional team. They're going to have the largest crowd at the, at the Hoover Met. With Alabama not playing, They'll the only team that will have more fans there than LSU is Auburn. And, and the Auburn fans will come for their Auburn games. Uh, LSU will be there for the entire time. So LSU is going to have the largest fan base there. Mississippi State will probably be second. Uh, other than the games when Auburn's playing, which would be the biggest fan base, but um, but I wouldn't want to draw LSU. I mean, they win they win more the tournament more than anybody else. They uh, they got the biggest fan base that comes to the tournament, and uh, one of these first four teams that's going to get a bye is going to draw LSU, and I wouldn't want to be the guy that draws LSU. And there's no way you're going to know probably until the last uh, the the last day of the regular season because everybody's so closely bunched right now in softball. You got a different deal because Florida is already guaranteed being in first place, and uh, it's all—it's almost guaranteed. All, Auburn is guaranteed of being in, uh, and I think so is A and M. I think Auburn and A and M are guaranteed of being in the uh, in the top four. Tennessee, I, I think Tennessee might have also just been guaranteed by Alabama losing last night. I, I think that mathematically now you know who your top four are. I think it's Florida at first. A&M, Auburn, and Tennessee are second, third, and fourth in some in some way, and Georgia's out of it. I believe that's the way that it the way that it goes. Uh, but in but in uh, in baseball, you don't have that. Uh, you don't have a delineation yet, and uh, and everybody's still bunched together. Though, and so not only is the are the last two teams going to be probably impacted by this uh, these rainouts and percentage, but the seating in the middle of the league is going to be uh, governed by some of these rainout ball games. 
Well, and so uh, I, I think it's important. It's important to everybody to, uh, the way it's so clumped together in baseball. Well, it's now raining in uh, Knoxville, so let's just hope they get. Are it you in. serious? They're still playing, but it's it's raining. It's starting to rain in Knoxville. Oh my goodness! What if they had to cancel that entire series? Oh, it would be it would be detrimental. That, now that is devastating to the league results if you have to cancel an entire series. Surely, if they did that, Nick, they would change their mind and and, and let that, Arkansas stay over and try to play on Sunday. Or or they could just could you have it where you finished it up? I mean, I know at the end of the season, I don't guess you, you're right. It's either now or never. Because no, never. Not going to have the time to do that. Well, let's talk a little football, and I'm going to go to. Now we're all SEC West, but let's look at the SEC East and what Lindy's thinks about uh, the SEC East. Because I know that everything's sent to the printer. We're waiting for it to come back and talk about it. But you got to look good at uh, at the Florida Gators and Jim McElwain. Well, I, uh, I'm I'm one of those. I, uh, uh, we do we do have a voice. Obviously, our our our. Three or four people at, in our home office get to sign off on the final the final award. Anthony Gimino, our college editor, is in this week uh, from Arizona, and so uh, uh, Lindy Davis, our publisher, Matt Lowe, and Anthony Gimino and I are all are all in town, uh, working on the final editings and and paring things down and all. Um, but we, there's our our rankings do not necessarily go along with where I think they should be. Uh, they're they're close, but. Um, I'm not sold on Florida, and um, and we, I'll, yeah, I'll go into it. We we picked Georgia to win the East, and I've alluded to that on the air before. I think Georgia is in the same position last year that Tennessee was in. I think if you really look at it, Georgia is is head and shoulders above everybody else in the Eastern Division. If you look at all the different factors involved, and I'll give you a comparison: Georgia's got Jacob Eason, a returning good quarterback. Tennessee had Joshua Dobbs. Uh, Georgia's got Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. Uh, there are three or four teams in the conference with a pair of really good running backs. They're among the very best. Uh, Tennessee had Jalen Hurd and Alvin Kamara. Uh, they had an a excellent recruiting class. Uh, Tennessee had had an excellent recruiting class. Tennessee was a, a, a top ten class. Georgia's like a top five class. Um, they got solid, you know, got solid defensive players, didn't have a big upheaval in their coaching staff. Um, and, and the schedule uh, goes, you know, goes their way. Um, as far as who they play and when they play them, they got the big uh, road game at Notre Dame. So if they're good enough to win that ball game, they get the national stage and they get a, a, a lift and a boost from that. Uh, Tennessee had that big game against Virginia Tech at the car race uh, last year and got you know everybody watched that for the uniqueness of that. Everything played for Tennessee. We had Tennessee pick number seven in the country last year, and I absolutely drank their Kool Aid. And then you saw what happened. They they close out losing to I think South Carolina and Vanderbilt uh, beats them. Um, and I think Vanderbilt scored like 40 on them or something. Um, so it all fell apart for Tennessee. Georgia is the Georgia is the Tennessee of this year. They are they everything the quarterback, the running back, the de- the defensive people, the recruiting class. Everything goes Georgia's way in the same way that it did for Tennessee last year. And as you saw, once again, Florida backed into the uh, backed into the uh, to the championship uh, because of because of who they did not play in the West and. Uh, you know, and I'm just not sold on on Florida being much different. Quite frankly, Felipe Franks, um, he may be the real deal now. I mean, he looked good in the spring, but then Luke Del Rio he looked good in the spring before. Do we even know for sure that when Luke Del Rio comes back from injury, that he's going to start over Felipe Franks? Uh, we assume that he does in our magazines because that's what they're saying. But I haven't heard anybody say that we're not going to give Luke Del Rio a chance to come back and have that starting spot. So is that even a sure thing? And uh, and Florida's defense has been good. There's no question about that, particularly the defensive backfield. But um, 
but they haven't been going up against the best teams in the in the West. Uh, they they you know, they haven't played the they haven't played the wide open offenses. Hadn't played Alabama. Uh, did, didn't play Auburn uh, when at the point when Auburn was healthy last year. Didn't play A and M. So uh, is you know we'll we'll see. I I do I, we do pick Georgia to win the East. I agree with that. I think clearly uh, you evaluate it realistically. Georgia is the team that should uh, they have the best shot at winning the uh, at winning the, the Eastern Division. And because of the, the, the non-conference game they play, they're going to have a high enough visibility that if they win that ball game, they're going to jump up and, and, and be put in, uh, in the rankings consideration. Uh, well, there you go. Look forward to talking to more college football, and we'll watch all the college baseball action this weekend and look forward to uh, touching base with you again next week. All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you all. Enjoy the weekend. All right. That was Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine and a, and a cold, crisp Birmingham, Alabama. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.